welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV show uh, shows. Not Well, it's just one right now, but you know what I mean. We've got Rhiannon, we've got Adam, we have myself, I'm Caleb. Uh, how are you guys feeling today? Good. Dead inside. <laughs> oh, okay, Adam, sorry about that. Is it cold in Iowa? Because it's, it's freezing, freezing here. Man. We're like single yeah. deg- de- degrees out, out this way. It's absolutely frigid, and um, yeah, it's cold as hell, and it's supposed to snow a whole whole butt ton. I saw that we have snow in the forecast next week, but I haven't like checked how much it's supposed to add up to. Just like if it's going to be pretty flakes or accumulation. But See, I'm ready. We got s- stimulus money. Uh, having <gasps> lots of kids apparently helps you in certain circumstances, and the stimulus is one of them. So we were able to buy a new snowblower, and we kind of overdid it. I don't think we ever did it. My wife thinks it's all right. I cranked it up for the first time the other day, and our van was like 10 feet away with the door open, and I totally just blew snow right all over the interior of the car, because I did not expect that when I cranked this big old snowblower up, it would just start shooting snow 15 feet in the air. It was... Pretty spectacular, but I'm, I'm ready now. I want a big snow so I can just go out there and move it all over the place. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, as far as Marvel news, uh, I was looking. Am I wrong or did absolutely nothing happen in the news this week? Like, there was a lot of WandaVision buildup, but I think that's it. There was filming with Spider-Man and there was lots of rumors that we were going to get news and none of it came out. Like, that lots of paparazzi was there with Spider-Man filming. But we never got to see the pictures they took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what. Uh, there was some Guardian stuff um, that they're filming later this year. I don't even know where it came from. I might have just made that up too. I think I saw it. But everything's been a fever dream. I'm seeing on Murphy's Multiverse. Principal photography is going to take place in the UK. Believed to happen in the second half of this year following the completion of of peacemaker for james gunn over hbo max awesome they're gonna make guardians 3 it's it is nice to know that it's coming after all these years of waiting so i mean kevin did tell us it was coming a few weeks ago but we have another there's another investors the next disney investors report is in the next couple of weeks so maybe there'll be news with that or maybe the paparazzi can show us some pictures of what's happening on Spider-Man. Because I would just like confirmation that Charlie Cox is on that set, if he is. It's uh, it's really, it's interesting because Marvel finally, since they have WandaVision out, it's like churning up so much chat online. They kind of don't have to reveal any, like, they're just, they just are doing fine going week to week on the buzz over, uh, over the show, I feel like. so. They don't reveal anything anyways. Like, normally. Unless there's unless there's something coming out and they're doing a press tour. Like, they wouldn't be sharing any of this anyways. It would all be leaks and spills. So, I don't know. I guess they're just back to work. Getting things going. Along those lines, I'll ask you this, Adam. Um, I have heard, I've avoided them mostly, that there's been some WandaVision-type leaks coming out about things coming oh, in the future. Oh, yeah, there has. You didn't look at no, those? No, man, I've stayed away. Oh, boy. Is is Marvel losing their touch on security, or is it just harder for TV shows, or what do you think is going on there? 
it makes sense because they're working on so many damn projects at the same time. But at the other time, you know, they're part of the conspiracy of me thinks it's so damn big. You know, nothing gets out unless they they want it out. Because all the leaks were of stuff we were knew or that were that was coming anyways. It was just showing it. That's as being as vague as possible. Hopefully, it didn't spoil anyone. But uh, the thing Marvel has going for it, besides being able to make billions of dollars at the box office and being Hollywood's biggest franchise and all this stuff, I mean, there's there's a, a culture that that Kevin and Lewis and Victoria have built around all these properties, right? I mean, nobody says anything. Press tours are virtually worthless in a sense because they get so much damn free press without talking about the projects they're doing press for. Anyways, right? I mean, you look at WandaVision and a good chunk of the press that came out of the WandaVision stuff is... Stuff about other stuff, you know, talking to, uh, trying to get something out out of Kevin for Daredevil or talking about Black Widow plans or things of, of that nature, right? There's this culture they've built where no one says anything. Um, but I'd say I, I think this stuff came from a dubbing place. It appears it came from like an international or a foreign... Um, dubber i'm not sure if there's like voiceover firms or how they contract out the the dubbing process <laughs> well it's about to um, change that's, that's the case probably I, a lot of people were saying visual effects because the visual effects didn't seem done but the visual effects defenders would absolutely ruin themselves if they leaked it that's why i'm not sure it came out from a, a vfx guy because we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars of contracts across the whole they shut down that instagram account within an hour um like i said i mean disney has so many eyes on the internet you know if you type something or release something they don't want you to you will get an email very 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 quickly yeah it certainly is amazing to me that the um the various vendors they use are so good. Like I saw a video the other day that they did the first previs work on the portal scene from Endgame three years before that movie came out. And so, I mean, as you said, like you're defending your own butt as far as not wanting to lose your business, but it's still amazing that you never have a disgruntled employee or, you know, whatever that leaks that kind of stuff. It's, it's it's kind of shocking they have the security they do, but Dan Delu, I don't know, it was one of the visual effects guys. That's what I asked him. I'm like, I mean, how do you know something's done? Right? How do you know like a piece is done? Like everyone says, ah, oh, this is bad CG or this is bad CG. How do you feel as a visual effects artist? How do you feel it's done? And apparently, it's just never done. And whatever's done at the deadlines, what they send in. Uh, so last night we got a little bit of a curveball in that we did not have a sitcom episode. I think that surprised me a bit. And instead we got episode four, which is sort of what's going on in the real world outside of uh, Westview. Rhiannon, did you enjoy this episode? I enjoyed it. So, um, you know, just last week I was saying, you know, I think we need a little... Well, and I have not been watching previews for the next episodes, so... I had no idea what was coming. Um, you know, saying we needed something that just sort of moved this along or, you know, changed all of the mysteries or anything. 
Um, I don't know if I wanted it all laid out as much as we got. It's kind of like, boom, here's 90% of your answers. Um, but I enjoyed the episode. It was a refreshing change. Um, love Darcy. Uh, loved, loved, loved all of them. Um, loved Wu, loved Monica, or, yeah, loved Monica Rambo. loved, loved, uh, getting to see the blip. Um, you know, I think, I think we're going to get to see a lot of renditions of what happened when everybody suddenly came back and everything. And it's nice to see that they aren't just going to sort of gloss over that and go back. Um, I do have some continuity questions with the existence of sword, but um, mm-hmm. a lot of continuity questions with the existence of sword. But um, overall, I very much enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed it far less than you two. Um, I, I enjoyed the first chunk and the last chunk, uh, but the middle was just too muddy for my liking. The one thing, I mean, it's the type of thing I don't want anyone to ever harp on exposition on any movie or television show ever again because that's the sole reason why Darcy was brought in and Jimmy Woo. You know, it was just a 24-minute exposition dump to explain everything what's going on without really any str- I mean, it blew by. It, they crammed two acts of a movie into the span of 28 minutes or whatever it was without credits. Um, plus, um, the beginning scene and the end scene, like Rhiannon said, I mean, there's, there's the continuity workout with, between sword because sword's been presumably in existence since captain Marvel or shortly thereafter, which doesn't make sense while the government would fund sword and shield or why sword wouldn't be involved when, captain marvel was trying to fight thanos like or why shield was the only thing not researching um wanda world or whatever we want to call it because darcy listed every single unit there working um, oh yeah so there's all sorts of things that will that will do it i mean by now i i it's pretty clear i mean they needed this government entity type thing right and S.H.I.E.L.D. was in use, so they chose to go the sword route. They needed this thing that's not the FBI or the NSA or the X-Files squad. You know, well, I mean, S.W.O.R.D. is the X-Files And I'm not squad. upset that S.W.O.R.D. exists. I'm upset that S.W.O.R.D. has supposedly existed since before Thanos and wasn't involved in fighting Thanos. And you can't say that the Avengers didn't know about S.W.O.R.D. I mean, they're treating it like it's a well-known agency that the FBI knows about it. And you can't say that Capt- that the Avengers couldn't know about it because Captain Marvel's best friend started it. On the good side, I mean, it does show again how cinematic everything is. I mean, they're throwing, they're throwing money at it. It's amazing what you can do with a budget more than $500,000 an episode or something like that. You know, like if you, if you're throwing pennies at something, obviously it's going to have to be more contained and more, more grounded. So, um, I mean, we haven't even seen hardly anything yet. This is just the tip of the iceberg where we, we still have five episodes left, but, um, I mean, it's probably 
my second favorite episode so far, I guess. I just didn't enjoy it as much as as Caleb's tweet implied he did. I love this show so much. Like, the weird thing is, I can't really... I do think it's really its own genre, kind of. Like, it's hard for me to express the thing it does well. I just... I like that it very much keeps me on my toes. Like, I just do not know from minute to minute exactly where it's going and what it's going to be. And I think for some people that may come out as being inconsistent. But for me, it just... it. But it, it doesn't feel inconsistent to me. Like, it's consistently what it is. And it is a thing that's kind of defined by itself. And it's... I don't know. It's fun. Like, um, I don't know. We talk about a show like Hellstrom, for example. Like, Hellstrom fit pretty tightly within a particular sort of genre, like, tracks. And it really didn't deviate too much from that. And I think there's reasons for that. I don't think it's bad, necessarily. I just think it's really fun to watch something that's decided it's going to be its own show and it's going to work in its own way. And it's not going to bow to the demands of uh, the cliches of a particular genre, you know? Uh No, I totally agree. You know, um, I mean, what they're doing with with this hasn't really done before. I mean, the, the formatting's more close to like a network program um, than it is streaming, because uh, with with the end of the episode, cliffhangers, all that stuff. Obviously, that stuff kind of goes away, or is at least tempered. You know, with the Stranger Things and the Daredevils of the world. This is the thing. It's I'm in this internal struggle on how how much uh, Marvel actually plans and writes into the script. Right, Caleb. I think you retweeted the thing where there's parallels between the birth scene and the Infinity yeah. War, but it, it's just the type of thing. It's so loose. MCU fans are going to make the connection regardless when all it is is words that are said. So many times in so many phrases. Yeah, it's it's hard though because we know that at least like a Marcus and McFeely spent a lot of time. Like, there's a lot of things that fans found like that, and when they talk to the screenwriters, they're like, "Yeah, we kind of noticed that parallel, and we wanted to do something with." Like, I don't know. I don't want to sell them short on the possibility that they're actually trying to do some stuff. Yeah, but then at the same time, they say that to boost their own cred when they can't agree on basic time travel stuff at the same time or time links or whatever you know it's just but that's that's where the mcu is now man it's it's this huge thing where they if if marvel and disney didn't want to run a single ad for wandavision it wouldn't matter it'd still be the highest rated streaming show of 2021 now, I got the distinct feeling this episode that the writers were very consciously trying to shift us from who's the big bad to Wanda is just the problem. Did you guys feel that as well, that this episode really put Wanda as the main antagonist front and center in a way the previous ones hadn't? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm not believing it, but yes. It's my exact sentiment as well. I mean, they definitely, from my perspective, they know that we're playing the who's the bad guy game. They know the fact that they haven't put a bad guy out there 
is very intentional. They want us playing the guessing game every week. And there's, there, you know, episode two is all about, I think, throwing out, like, the Mephisto clues. And then this episode was all the, well, maybe it's just Wanda clues. Like, and it's, it's, it's fun to follow, but it also feels like they're totally jerking us around. They know that, like, we are taking every bit of bait that they're throwing out, I think. It's it's the it's the perfect combo bag because I mean even, I mean think of the biggest premium shows, the event shows on HBO like Game of Thrones. Maybe I wouldn't think Westworld's probably that level, but even with shows like that, they weren't dissected as much, right? You know, it'd be like a water cooler comment, but now it's just almost obsessive with the MCU brand plus the, the serialized storytelling and right. Is anyone else refreshed that there's zero arguments whatsoever? WandaVision is canon. I I don't see what's refreshing because from day one, they've told us it would be, but yes. I mean, the fact that it never had to be, we didn't have to have to hear 20 million speculations and questions about it, I guess is the refreshing part. Uh, Rhiannon, uh, you mentioned Darcy. Do you feel like Darcy and Jimmy Woo were like carefully selected characters or are they just like, Hey, who's somebody zany and who's got an available schedule? <laughs> I, I mean, I felt like their specialty one, I don't remember Darcy so much. I haven't rewatched those first two Thor movies. Um, I, to me, she's always Max from two broke girls. Um, and she still acts like Max in this universe, just Max, you know, with a PhD. Um, they seem to tie in why they needed to be there pretty well. I mean, the FBI was there because, you know, they had a reason to go pull them out there and discover that there's an issue. And Darcy realized that there were television waves, you know, from looking at what she was there to look at. Um I it didn't feel too contrived to me. Um and I'm glad they're there. Like I don't feel like Wu was like zany, like he was just him. I don't know, he's got like a very straight guy kind of comedic element to his comedy. See, I felt like I, I like Wu, but I thought it was pretty thick, like all of his like gee golly williger's kind of lines, you know, like his like euphemisms and stuff, but it, it's fine. It's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe they are the only MCU characters that could fill those roles, but it, I, I don't dislike it. It just it felt a little random, I guess. Jack Schaefer did say it was the studio's insistence that they were added because she was talking about other characters, but they wouldn't let um, her use them because they were involved elsewhere. Oh. So the studio says, hey, how about this character from this place? And then this character from this place. And then you have the card trick. Goodies. When can we dive into S.W.O.R.D.? Can we? Talk, are we going to talk about S.W.O.R.D. today? Or when can we? Yeah. So I think, I think it really depends on the timeline of S.W.O.R.D. Like, to me, if S.W.O.R.D. was created, like, way back in the 90s, and it's been around forever. I totally get your guys' feelings. But is it possible that, like, after the attack on New York, 
that the U.S. like Congress had hearings and like a year or two later formed Sword and Sword was still in its like infancy and just sending up its first like mission or two when Thanos came around. Except for when Monica walked in there, she knew exactly where to walk to get to her office and it didn't appear to have changed that much in five years. Mm-hmm. Because they had put astronauts in the air before Thanos. And she specifically mentions there's right. allies in space as well. She has diplomatic... Yeah, that's because she knows right. Captain Marvel. Right. the Star Jammers or something, you know? It's one of those things about... I, there's just continuity issues with S.W.O.R.D. having been there the whole time. I, I, and them acting... Now, if they had acted like S.W.O.R.D. was a clandestine agency... If they had acted like nobody should know about S.W.O.R.D., if the FBI was like, who are these people coming in? You know, if they had, she had shown up and pretended to be another part of the FBI, you know, S.W.O.R.D. had inserted her into the FBI to go and help Wu. But for her to show up with S.W.O.R.D. logo on her stuff and it be like, this is normal, the FBI sees something abnormal, we're calling in S.W.O.R.D., I, I, sure, it could have been in its infancy when Thanos hit, but. They had an astronaut program that lost half its members. Well, let's get back to the members in a minute. I guess I'm just thinking of, like, real life, and I'm not trying to get political, but, like, Space Force. We've had Space Force for two years. If if Thanos was real and he showed up tomorrow, I don't believe Space Force would have any capabilities of dealing with him. Right? Like, they're basically just looking at satellites, I think. <laughs> So by that comparison, I mean, I don't have faith in Space Force to go to space in the next five years either. You know, maybe if they're started in 92, sure. So here's what I would believe. I would believe if S.W.O.R.D. was started up, let's say, two years before Thanos, and it took all of the legit S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, you know, like they had weeded out Hydra and they took over an old S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, that shiny building that she walked in to, to go to the office was a shield facility and it just sort of picked up the pieces from shield and oh shield had this space observation uh whatever thing and and sword grew from that you know maybe it was something that watched and it grew after yeah like you said after ultron i would believe that maybe but i'm gonna need some explanations to stomach this timeline the the W change is kind of big too, right? Because changing world to weapon and sticking their headquarters on Earth makes it seem as if it is a shield replacement, right? Because, I mean, shield did with space stuff as well. The other really interesting thing to me was the line where she said, I noticed it's observation instead of creation, which makes me think they were doing... They were trying to create an AI before she blipped. No, she no, she was calling out it is observation, not creation. And while she was blipped, they had started creating. Is how I Oh, I heard that the opposite way. That's interesting. No, because he was talking about the creation and she was like, It's observation, not creation. Um oh. also so acting director. So Fury just hasn't come back from Getting blipped yet? Or... Fury was director of S.H.I.E.L.D., not S.W.O.R.D. So then who... 
Right. Rambo was the director of Sword. But well, but we have we have all kinds of questions. Like, is the Fury who got blipped really Fury or was it Talos? And just how long has Fury been hanging out on a scroll warship? Right. Mhm. I, I don't think any of that has been resolved at all cuz it would I don't know. To me it would be totally like Fury to set up Talos like I could see them going back and saying that when Fury burned all his stuff at the end of Captain America Winter Soldier, that he made the switch with Talos at that point, and he hasn't been on Earth since the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Triskelion. Like, that wouldn't, you... that wouldn't shock me at all. As so far the as, like, Nick Fury that showed up in S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually Talos? So then... Or some other scroll. That would be Let's awesome. decanonize it for. Could you imagine though if that they did like awesome. Agents of Sword on Disney Plus? I do think Secret Invasion is probably going to have a lot of heavy sword. I think they're they're probably setting us up, and it may be that Darcy feels w- random here, but they've got a purpose for Darcy. Come Secret Invasion, you know. The other thing I love, somebody else pointed this out on Twitter. And I think it's so cool. They mentioned that some of their astronauts blipped out of existence. Wouldn't it be really interesting if there was like four astronauts that were up on a sword mission and they got blipped out of existence. And then when they got blipped back, they were blipped into open space because there was no spaceship where they got blipped out and they got exposed to cosmic rays. (gasps) It's a perfect setup, I feel like, like for Fantastic Fantastic Four. Uh, how did you guys feel about them returning to the blip and actually showing us? I guess we saw a little bit of the return with like the marching band in Spider-Man. Uh, I'm I'm glad they actually introduced new visual effects for it instead of actually blipping people <laughs> back. You know, the reverse dusting was awesome and it was very unsettling to start the episode off with because you're like, well, it's, is this like an explosion or whatnot? And then you're like, oh, wait, those are like human ash particle type things when she starts to take how long did it take you to figure it out it took me a few seconds i mean it took until she was mostly formed to realize that's what was happening because it was slow-mo and stuff it reminded me of the um i thought it was the captain marvel uh tesseract explosion at first because it had similar vibes and it stressed me out by the way um, like the thought of everybody, you know, like that, the astro- astronauts blipping back in the middle of space, the, all of the technicalities of people blipping back just stressed me out. But Hulk was smart enough to blip back everyone where they needed to be, to be safe. He made sure to think of the sword astronauts in space and he, he made sure to think about the planes that didn't have pilots and everyone. I really love that they just talked about the consequence. Like that particular situation. You're in a hospital chair and your mom is recovering. And then the next second that you're aware of, she died three years ago. Like that was a brilliant... Because we played that out a little bit when we when we talked about Endgame. Like what about people where their spouse got blipped and... They mourned for like three years, but then they met somebody else. Like all of a sudden now they've got two wives. Like there's so many great, rich story things there. 
And I love that they just they just rolled around in it for three or four minutes, you know, to like show us just how universe shaking it is. Because I think I heard I forget where it was. Kevin Feige in one of these WandaVision interviews said that they were a little worried that it would disconnect if they talked too much about the blip in the future of the MCU. And he said, but then we went through COVID and we realized that like we're all going to be decompressing from COVID for a long time. And then it like kind of proved to them that, no, we need to talk about the results of the blip a lot in these movies because these characters would not just go, oh, okay, whatever, that was weird, and then just move on. Right. With how chaotic that um, one scene was, wouldn't it, it would just make so much sense to do a new Defenders verse during the blip, right? Like the rise of vigilantism and stuff. Or maybe that's what the incident was. The incident was the the snap, and the Defenders verse was already in the five year period just because it's such a small scale thing the way it was. I mean, I don't know. That would Rihanna. How do you feel about that? Is like a Daredevil launch of like Daredevil comes to do what he does because New York is suddenly hero free and there's just crime in the streets and chaos from the blip. I, I get a feeling that they're going to just move forward, that there's going to be very little of going back into the blip once we get past Hawkeye and Black Widow. Um, I'd rather it move forward. I'd rather it just be these characters had this life over on this other network that, you know, maybe you remember, maybe you don't. Then suddenly, let's, I just prefer to think that that whole universe got blipped and that's why we haven't seen them. And then when they show back up, um, if and when they show back up, I hope it is, you know, part of what makes them scrappy is that they were part of that blip and, you know, their law form disappeared or, you know, that they're having to deal with. I I like the idea of dealing with the legal cases, the legal ramifications of the blip. Um, I, I don't feel like we have to explain away the incident and what happened in New York. You talked to Rihanna about how unsettling it was. When she turned around and Vision had a hole in his head. Yes. That like took me like, I don't know why it shouldn't be that big of a thing, but they perfectly played that for a scare. I felt like, oh my gosh, that was so well done. But also this is three weeks since she saw Vision die. Yeah. Cause Wanda blipped. So she saw Vision die and then she blipped back and then started Westview like this isn't that long after she saw Vision die so I think seeing that is super important to understanding what's going on that's the type of stuff that's certainly pushing its PG rating right because that was a legitimate jump scare and now going back you can see how Vision looks kind of off the moment he enters the door but um, you know combined with the, the score the score was much more noticeable this time around and it's like totally a random metric, but I like had lots of dreams about this show last. Because I don't know, like the episode, I wouldn't have said like, oh, that's really scary or oh, it was terrifying or there was something about it between Wanda's response to Monica and the the zombie vision that I'm just like, I don't know, it like got in my subconscious. Like it was, that's part of the reason I think I liked it so much is I felt like it really did soak into my brain in a weird way. She's uh, quite literally um, 
lugging WandaVision's dead corpse around in her make-believe world. And that's like, it's always the stories about like the kids and their dead moms that sit in the recliner for years or something, you know? So do you think it's actually Vision? I mean, that she's animated his corpse? Or do you think it's completely a hologram? So I've been thinking a lot about this. Most, well, I don't know. So the people who are in Westview are real people that have been co-opted. The beekeeper was a real sword agent who's been co-opted. The helicopter was a real drone that she's changed. So it suggests that at least a lot of Westview is actual real things that are being transformed, not things that are created out of nothing. But then it seems like the houses maybe were formed out of nothing. So I, I do love the just creeptastic idea that she's got the dead robot corpse of Vision. And that like when she cuddles up with him on the couch with her babies, that she's like sitting next to that zombie version that she's just put a facade over top. Like it's so weird and creepy that I absolutely love the idea. Right. And that's the, it's the very layers, you know, I think Catherine Hunt said the layers, right? So not only did she, she, she's doing all the sitcom stuff, but I mean, she, she has those powers in our reality too, right? Cause she pulled this Westview out of the ground. She made it from nothing. Can, can we talk real quick? I'd like you guys to confirm what you heard. Cause I felt like it all went by really quick. So Jimmy Wu got a report of a witness protection individual who had gone missing. The report said... No, it, it was his witness protection right. person, was my okay. understanding. But Wu is the only person who knows they exist. And Westview is where the witness protection person's supposed to be, except for Westview doesn't exist? That's what I gathered from it. No. My understanding is Westview exists, that that town exists, that she did something to tweak everybody's mind and make them think Westview didn't exist. And they even touched on that when Wu and Darcy were like, but why do we know? No, Rambo. Uh, when Wu and Rambo were like, but how come we know it exists? Like, they didn't twist our mind. You're saying like the Eastview cops were within yeah. a, like, she kind of did a spell to wipe memories within a certain geographic right. distance. But that didn't wipe Wu from right. farther away. Okay. That makes sense. But one, the same thing, Monica looked at the sign, though, and kind of reacted to the sign when right. they said that. I mean, that sign was there. And, I mean, they said it was like 3,800 people, so it's not like yeah. everyone on the it's face of the planet. It's a small town. No, that's like, yeah, that's like Iowa Now, towns. did the cops, could the cops not see the sign? That, uh, that I was, think that uh, was just reiterating sure how strong the mind control spell, whatever it was, it was so strong that they could be looking at a sign that says Westview and completely not recognize it. But the town of Westview existed. It had these residents. I mean, that's why they were finding these residents, because they were residents of Westview. And they, she has taken this town and put the dome over it. To me, this is a new mystery, right? Of who's the who's the person of interest? Like, mm -hmm. who is Wu's person? And why hasn't he mentioned them? And why isn't their picture on the screen, right? right? 
Right. So where did we see Wu before? Can you guys just remind me? Ant-Man okay. and the Wasp. So, I mean, he was with Scott Lang, but Scott Lang probably wouldn't... Well, yeah, he's done with house it, arrest anyways. Yeah, it would be witness he protection. Be witness it would be protection. somebody that testified against somebody big that's living there. It could be Walter Goggins. That would be weird. Yeah. Hmm. The other thought that I've had... You know, they keep bringing up, in the commercials, they kept bringing up Hydra. What if it's, uh, we know that there's a bunch of Hydra defectors that they then brought into the U.S. for scientific expertise, like uh, Zola. Like, could it be an old Hydra agent from back in the day that they had flipped and they're protecting? And so that's kind of what drew Wanda to the town, is somehow wanting to connect and or, like, get vengeance against Hydra? Man, if they make Grant Ward the big bad, <laughs> no way, no way. If they do that, I, I'm done with the MCU for good. Don't even put the idea out. And there is the possibility that either Dottie or Agnes is the person of interest is uh, Wu's um, person, right? Right, and, and that's the thing. I mean, they there's so much stuff because i mean they put up we we first see i mean when we're watching the actual sitcom episode we see beverly and dotty at the same exact time they come out of the house together but beverly's on the sword board and dotty's not but dotty's mentioned in beverly's notes or whatever so are they holding back dotty's real identity for for a reason did they just choose to admit it um they didn't id agnes either no, it seems, I mean, this is one of the things I liked. I think you're right that they solved a lot of the mysteries we had, but I think they also set up a lot of new ones at the same time. Like, Dottie and Agnes are really important, and there's a reason that they are the missing hole in their, you know, their their uh, bulletin board. We also aren't seeing the same TV show that Darcy and we are watching. There was... Uh... Especially at the end of, like, the Rambo situation, um, when the babies were born. Like, it looks like Darcy didn't see Vision going out and talking to the neighbors. We didn't see, you know, like, there's there's aspects of this where we're seeing a different story than the sword agents. Yeah, and the... Um... The, the on the TV show, Darcy never hears Wu's voice over the radio. Really, like she kind of cuts right. I thought it. she did hear it. I thought she did hear it, but because Wanda didn't rec. No, Wanda. She did do something with cutting. Cutting it. Yeah, they cut that part out a little bit. We saw the immediate aftermath of Dottie's hand and how she reverted to the. She, like, wiped Dottie's mind and yeah. it went straight to the towel thing. And then the other part was the Monica part that Wanda cut out. Because Wanda knows they're watching or something. But then there, then there's the thing but where... But she didn't cut out Monica mentioning Ultron. Like, well, it's yeah. weird what she's right. leaving in and what she's not. And also the whole timeline of them watching this live and being able to talk to the radio and all of that while it's somehow getting edited before they see it. All of that just shouldn't be thought about too much. Cause... And three and four, three and four are the same 
like the same time, but they're completely different endings, you know? I don't yeah, know, it's. Man. I like the idea, though, that Wanda says, I'm totally in control. And you know that's not true. <laughs> you know, like, there are moments right. where her control is slipping. Paul, we don't know Paul Bettany's in Doctor Strange 2, right? So is that confirmation visions? That, because then the other time, I mean, so Monica gets kicked out and she keeps her 70s clothes. So all Vision needs to do is walk out of the damn thing and he'll be alive again. Right? I don't know. I, I think there's a lot. So there's a scene in the trailers where Wanda is looking at, like, the Soul Stone or the, uh, no, the Mind Stone. Mind Stone. And I just think there's a lot more to be said about the Infinity Stones and how they're interacting with all this. Because, again, I saw this on Twitter. You know, Darcy talks about how the, the radiation that's there is like Big Bang radiation. But the Collector and Guardians very specifically told us that the Big Bang was a result of the mind, like of the Infinity Stones being formed. And we know Wanda's powers are somehow connected to at least the Mind Stone. So I just, I think there's a lot more of that that has to be explained before we really have any idea what's going on as far as what's real or not real. Right. And then what? Westview's, uh, I wrote last night, Westview's a suburb of, a fictional suburb of Jersey City or something. So once it explodes, they just skip the whole Terrigen idea and give Kamala powers that way or what? As soon as they said New Jersey, I think my wife was like, ooh, Miss Marvel. Like, that was immediately her thought. Right. And that, yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, oh, she's known for for Jersey, so why? It's just like, oh, this must be way down in South Jersey. It doesn't look like North Jersey. No, it looks a lot more Delaware-ish to me. Yeah, it looked like Delaware to me. Oh, so what I was going to say is, um, do you guys feel like the bees have been put to bed? Because... In my mind, Wanda changed his suit from a hazmat suit to a bee suit just to make it fit the aesthetic of her universe, the same way she turned the cord into a jump rope. And so I think the bees are just coincidental. Like, I don't think they're supposed to mean anything. She just turned him into a beekeeper, so beekeepers have bees around them. So go back and look at, apparently, the main sword building is also a hexagon. Really? I think and so. Westview's map was uh, a hexagon, right? Yeah. Well, you look at the sword holographics and there's hexagons everywhere, which is weird because they, and then that's the thing. Jimmy Woo's whiteboard mm-hmm. is just totally super meta Marvel. Just super like, meta. You guys are nuts. Yeah. Just like, you guys are stupid. Stop writing all these articles and, and stop <laughs> tweeting about it. Okay. So Feeling. totally random theory I just created in opposition to that idea. So we're supposed to feel dodgy about the director of S.W.O.R.D., right? That he's taken Monica's job, basically. Are we? Oh, I think we're not supposed to like him. Yeah. Oh. I thought he was, I yeah, thought I thought he was, he was a to. decent dude so far. Yeah. Oh, no. I think Monica thinks he's a total boob that only got the job because she was blipped. And she's kind of ticked off that he took her spot. I thought, well, I thought he, like, he hinted, like, most S.W.O.R.D. people got blipped the way it was and he was literally the only person left yeah but he said like i know what you're thinking i was just the last guy standing and she's like yeah that's the way she's like yep that's the only way you could have got this job like i'm just wondering i didn't read it that way is it possible that he 
has actually set up Wanda to be like, he's in on it and wants Westview to be happening in the hope that she can become like an AI creation, like engine for him and sword, or that he can like, maybe he wants her to bring vision back to life so they can use vision as a sentient weapon for sword. Like, that could be really interesting to me if Wu and Darcy are being told that this is a, a problem, but this is really Sword pulling a Tony Stark, and they did an experiment that got out of control for him. And then the, but then on that side, we're straddling the damn line of Hydra again, unless he's unless he's the former Hydra guy, you know, you were talking about, and he managed to infiltrate another secret government organization. I think what's awesome is we've talked mostly about this and we're 53 minutes in and I just think they've done, they have created a show to me that's a little bit like Lost, that every week it spins you off into a million theories and you twist yourself up to the point you don't know what's going on, but it's just the fun of trying to pull the thing apart. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see their theatrical output go down eventually. Save it for like team-ups or... You know, obviously you can't get the Pratts and the Cumberbatches and the Chris Hemsworths and the Scarjos of the world for an extended series, but save your theater stuff for for the flagship titles, the, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and the Spider-Man and stuff, and then just do Disney Plus, go the route of Star Wars and focus on the, the series. Because, I mean... Like you said, we're talking about a 30, 28 episode, or twenty-eight minute episode for for an hour. Maybe it's because we had the MCU drought, but this whole stuff feels completely different. I mean, we're going to be talking about this for for three months, the better part of three months, right? And no movie discourse lasts that long as as what do you want to call it? As thick as WandaVision discourse. Well, that's what I'm saying week-to-week television like people are rediscovering the joys of week-to-week television and the joy of that is that you get to talk about it for three months instead of for three weeks well and this show is very well situated again i go back to i really think marvel got lucky with the release shift very lucky just pure dumb luck again we could be wrong and captain um winter soldier and falcon might be like the best mystery in the world but I think that when we do recaps of those, they're going to probably be about 15 minutes long. We're like, oh, that was a cool scene. Oh, that was a fun and special effect. Hey, what do you think about that? But like this mystery box thing that they have with WandaVision makes it a perfect lead off for these Disney Plus shows. It just helps so many people are excited for it. You know, it's it's got the Marvel Studios logo. It has the fanfare. I did think, I don't know why I thought they would come up with something, but Star Wars did something different for their TV shows. So I figured that they might have do like a Disney Plus fanfare or something. Yeah, but they, I think though, that Marvel Studios wants to accentuate because Marvel TV existed. They want to accentuate this is the big boy movie people that made this, you know. Right. By the way, I've been rewatching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with our oldest daughter. Like she just wanted to watch them because she's at an age now where she can uh that season one is not nearly as bad as i remember like some of the episodes are real stinkers and we're obviously just like time fillers but um some of the deathlock stuff and uh i don't know it's not as bad as i remember 
Just wait until you have to watch five, six, and seven. Oh, I've been rewatching some of the movies that I never watched that that I haven't rewatched recently. Um, like I rewatched Ultron last week, and I actually I started rewatching Endgame, which I haven't rewatched since it was in theaters. Ultron was so much better than I remembered. I was because I would I don't want to say this on Twitter because of all the the people that I can see. But I mean I would put rewatching Endgame, maybe it's writing about maybe it's just watching it so much, but Endgame's not that good. I did movie. not love it on my rewatch. I yeah. It felt contrived. It felt It's three hours you have to watch three hours to get to a really good final battle, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's not even about the battle. Like, stuff that I remember, I don't know. I, I just, but I was pleasantly surprised by Ultron. Hands down, the best teaser, too. If we're talking teasers and trailers, hands down. I mean, they kind of butchered Ultron a bit. But Speaking of which, James Spader's totally showing up sometime, right? I hope so. That'd be great. Have we talked yeah. about this before? I think he's got to. Why not? Who's the... I don't know if I should. Who's who? Do you guys think this actor is? Because I mean, I have a working theory, and it all comes back to Mephisto. Oh, that somebody who Paul Bettany's been wanting to work with and hasn't been able right. to. See, this is where I don't think Walter Goggins reappearing from Ant Man: The Lost was a terrible idea. I could see Paul Bettany really wanting to work with Goggins. Why him? I was thinking way bit. So, what? Well, I mean, if ah, it's getting into. No, I don't want to... I'll say it after we... Have we talked about Petro at all? We haven't, no. We haven't? Okay, well then I don't want... I'm not going to... What happens if the actor... Bettany was talking about Ian McKellen? That's all I said. Ian McKellen. Like, just huge A-list. Holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> that would be nuts, like, trying to get into Wanda's parentage, and then they bring in, like, Fox X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. But that's over the top, just... But, I mean, why Why else is he... I think, I don't know, I'm just, you know, it's the setting people up for disappointment thing, because it's who knows what Paul Bettany's thing is, right? Because, like, my dream interview would be different than Rhiannon's, right? Because... Rhiannon probably only wants to talk with Charlie Cox while I, I give up a kidney to... I would want to talk to Juan Goggins, but... Let's hit our mail, because I, we, I think we could go here forever. Um, uh, tweets that came in this week. Uh, thanks for watching the show, Michael T. Ford III. Uh, from Nathan Milnar. Uh, at Nathan Milnar. Uh, well, it's not Milnar, it's Mwanar. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Twitter account uh, retweeted Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer and not any of the other show's trailers. This was supposed to be the first TV series in Phase 4. What if this is the show that references Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, maybe. I, I'm not feeling too good about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. I would. I'm not either. I think I totally flipped. So I would laugh, though. I would, I would eat a shoe <laughs> if we Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. so much now only for it to be like, no, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s totally canon and Daisy and Yo-Yo and L.M.D. Coulson show up in Falcon and Winter. It does seem that S.H.I.E.L.D. would have been in the list of organizations that Darcy said was present 
if it existed anymore, right? Well, unless they're still in the shadows and somehow Sword doesn't know about them in the shadows. But they had a university the last time we saw. Right, at least the S.H.I.E.L.D. as on the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not in the shadows post-snap. They had big trucks with their logos all over them and tons of agents and... Coulson was teaching at their academy and all that kind of stuff. Unless they only use the first four seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, gee. Yeah, that's great. Just send me a scorecard, Marvel, uh, Feige, you know, like, just let me know <laughs> which episodes real. are yeah. canon. Let's get, let's get a list of them, gosh. Uh, Matt Turner Toad um, uh, said, why, uh, why is everyone thinking Mephisto is the big bad uh, behind this? I remember in the comics that Master Pandemonium was the guy who stole Wanda's kids. Uh, I think that's true. I, do, I know nothing about Master Pandemonium. Do you, Adam? <laughs> no. I, don't, I mean, I, like I said, I, I gravitate towards the... I never even have like a goth stage either, but I just like gravitate towards... You guys know Moon Knight and Blade and Man-Thing and the spooky characters. And here it just so happens that Mephisto makes sense i do think it's a little bit of market manipulation because uh mephisto's first appearance is just skyrocketed price it went from like 80 bucks to you can't get a copy under 800 now she's just better than gamestop (laughs) (laughs) right you know buy that's what i'm saying i mean they've been these people have been speculating comics forever but I don't know. I think Mephisto makes sense, but I mean, it, it does have the uphill battle. I mean, they're not going to show the devil on Disney Plus. I would um, say my thinking on Mephisto is a couple fold. One, um, there was the the devils in the details. That's not the only place he is line, which I think was supposed mm-hmm. to be bait. I don't know if it's true or not, but it was trying to bait us. Um, so that's number one. Number two, Mephisto is connected to the twins in the comic books. Three, um, we do see, we do know that like Loki, there's like, uh, there's this weird stained glass window in the Loki trailer that seems to have Mephisto like, Mm -hmm. um, sort of as like a religious figure almost, which makes people think that that's going to be, you know, a further connecting point. Um, so I think that's, I think that's where a lot of the Mephisto things are coming from. And also that he's a pretty significant character that they've avoided thus far. I mean, they kind of totally wrote him out of Infinity War. So I think that's where it comes from. Uh, Over on the website, uh, Love Waffle. (laughs) This is pretty funny. Anyone else going through the living nightmare that's trying to explain WandaVision to your mom who hasn't seen a single Marvel movie but caught commercials for it between bits of The Bachelor and now wants to watch it because it looks like the shows from her childhood? No? Just me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's pretty funny um uh and then someone um someone named little bingo actually was uh was saying it's tell just tell her it's a um just tell her it's a soap opera like soap operas have 50 years of history but they still bring people in so just tell her don't worry about the background it doesn't matter it'll be good uh and (laughs) love waffle said yeah but wandavision's a little more high concept than a soap opera which i think is true um Preto was saying that uh, the laugh tracks just kind of fit the decades. The 70s, they really did just play heavier on those laugh tracks than at other times. Um, uh, was talking a little bit about the bee suit, but I think that's probably going to feel a little different now. Um, 
And then a little thought, uh, if you're interested in some of the She-Hulk characters that might have been cast last week, uh, Preto's got good stuff on on the website. Um, <laughs> we were talking about how maybe the man babies would be worried if She-Hulk looked too much like Allie McBeal. He said, I think the man babies would be more upset if the upcoming Moon Knight series was based on Allie McBeal. And I think that is absolutely true. Yes. Yes. All right, cool. That's all I got. You guys got anything? Yep. Nope. No. Nope. All right, thanks. Uh, keep the comments in, guys. We enjoy talking and speculating with you all. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to have the show, and we've still got five more weeks to go. So uh, I assume we'll be back to the 80s next week. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the format looks like from here on out for the show. Uh, thanks to Tim for our logo. You can find him at Tim V. Cox on Instagram. Thanks for Alvin for the theme music. He's at the Skull School at a variety of social media platforms. Thanks to our patrons. You guys help keep all the lights on and help us keep going. So we appreciate your support. Remember that you can watch these podcasts being recorded live if you are at $5 or greater. We'll put you in our private Facebook group for that. Uh, if you're a patron at all, you'll get to see those videos later on, sometimes Saturday evening, Sunday morning. And then obviously the podcast hits on su- Sunday evening every week. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. and We'll see you guys next week.